Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MACD podcast. Today, my guest is Kara Joseph. Kara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, David. Excellent. So I'm really excited to talk to you today specifically because you and I have cousin professions. We are part of the same family tree, but you are in the HR field. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I think you're one of the only people on the MACD board that's part of HR specifically and not general career services like I think most other people are. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm really excited to kind of pick your brain and see how yeah. you've gotten to this field, what you're currently doing. So Kara, just to uh, just to start, let's talk about just what you're currently doing, what your main duties are, uh, where you currently work and what you're currently accomplishing. Yeah. So right now I work for a consulting firm, uh, HR consulting firm here in Winnipeg, Acuity HR Solutions, and I work for them as an HR generalist. In my role right now, um, I lead our recruitment functions within our recruitment division at Acuity. So supporting clients in filling um, vacant roles that they have, whether that's through talking strategy or you know going full out and doing a full search with them. Uh, recruitment has definitely become my niche. It's mm-hmm. not always, it hasn't always been that way. Recruitment is something um, that just sort of fell into my lap and I found a true passion for it. And yeah, I, and I absolutely love it. All right. So let's, well, I mean, we'll talk about your current work in a little bit, but I guess we'll kind of talk a little bit about what you're saying there. So how did getting into the field? So uh, I guess we'll start at the very, very beginning. So Kara, were you born in Manitoba? Yes, I was born and raised in Winnipeg. So I guess thinking back to, um, you know, your childhood, did you ever have an idea of what you would want to be? Did you ever seriously consider a career or anything? Or was that something you never thought of when you were like a kid? Yeah, no, it, if I'm being honest, I wanted to be everything and anything. Um, And I went through all the phases. Like when I think back of it, there was a period of time where I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher. And then there was another period of time where I'm going to be a nurse. And all my life, I had all of these, like, I was going to go social work. All my life, I thought I was going to be all of these things. And then I never, I never really knew actually what, what I wanted to be. And, you know, after high school, um, I went straight into university. I went to, I enrolled to the U of M, got in, and I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely nothing. And I just went there because that's what everybody does or not everybody, but that's what everybody in my life was doing. You finish high school and you go to university. So I went in there without a plan and uh, it didn't go great. It, it was a real, it was a real culture shock and it was a real reality check that I have no idea what I want to do. So I took a gap year and I worked in early childhood education and uh, I learned real quick that education was not the path for me either So it was a lot of exploring. And then I thought, you know what, maybe business. So I went to Red River, took a program there, finally found something where I'm like, okay, I I like this. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I like it. And then I secured a job with um, a big insurance company here in Winnipeg. And I worked there for, for four years. And again, you know, going to work every day, didn't really know what I wanted to be, didn't know really where I wanted to go. And I had an incredible leader. Um, and she said to me, she goes, Kara, have you ever thought about maybe HR? 
And I said, no. And to be honest, I didn't really know what HR was at the time. I thought it was just maybe hiring and firing, right? You see, you see it on TV, you have the, the conversations, but it's just this idea. And so I explored it a little bit. And then there was a job opportunity that came up um, with that employer. And it was uh, sort of like an onboarding role, a staffing role, bringing people into the organization, getting them set up. Uh, very entry level um, of what HR is. And then we went, so I applied for it, got it, and I really liked it. And I knew I wanted to explore this this path further. So then I enrolled to the U of W and I took <laughs> HR there. So I've hit every institution. At yeah, this that's point. good. Um, and yeah, and then I found, um, I found it in that moment when I started my HR, my HR program that I had found my path that I didn't know still where I was going or where I was going to end up, but what I was doing and what I was studying, it finally clicked for me that this is it. Okay. So what specifically was really getting your interest about the field? Was it like just like the processes or just the style of work or, um, you know, is it like, you know, meeting with people, communication, like, was there certain elements that were uh, very appealing to you or was it just like, are you like a more very organized person? You like the, the processes and stuff. So what was really getting you towards that, that excitement? You know what? I really don't know. Um, and it's one of those things where I feel like I just found something that fits for mm -hmm. me. And yeah, I am a very organized person in the sense that I like process and, and, you know, moving things through the chat, the proper channels. I absolutely hate the response of like, Oh, what brought you into HR? I just love people. No, that's not why you go into HR. Um, talk, to, talk to anybody who's really in it and in their career, they'll tell you like, no, no, no. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where I just feel like I, I found something that works for me that regardless of, of what it is, and I can't point my, put my finger on it, but it just feels right. And I enjoy it. Yeah. So you said that someone had recommended it to you, like someone that you were working with. So yeah. for, for them, did they see something in you that to them rang, this is an HR person, or did they kind of know like you had certain traits and qualities and you know skills that kind of lend to the profession? Like what led that person? Did you ever have sort of that enlightenment from them in terms of you'd be great for HR because of what did they think about it? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, I wish now that I asked more questions at the time as to like, mm. oh, why do you think that? From what I remember, it was just, hey, Kara, I think, I think this would be a good fit for you. And I don't have, you know, the specifics of why. I'd like, you know, you kind of got me curious now. I'm like, oh, maybe I should find that out and <laughs> reconnect with this person. But it's just, I don't know. I think it was just a, I really enjoy do, when I'm working with someone and I'm having that conversation of, you know, what, where do you see yourself? Like, I love having those, those mentoring conversations without being a mentor per se, or having a coaching conversation without necessarily being a coach, just with your peers talking about where, what you want to do, what you want to achieve. Those are conversations I've always had with my peers and my coworkers. Part of me thinks, you know, if I'm really thinking about it, that could have been one of the reasons that she was like, hey, there's an opportunity here, just a glimpse, right? And yeah. I mean, again, such a small part of the whole HR umbrella, but maybe. Yeah. 
That's very fascinating because, you know, for them, they might have had a, a nice like focus, like, yes, Kara would be great for this field, but maybe in some aspects that conversation was just uh, like a quick little conversation. Mm-hmm. And look where it led you to down the path. So you never know what types of conversations yeah. you can have with people that can really make a huge difference for sure. Absolutely. Uh, for my curiosity, because I've talked to a few people on this podcast already where, you know, some people had a really good idea, you know, career is good for me because I went down this field or, you know, whatever profession they're in. But I have talked to a few people that did bounce around a little bit with ideas like you did. So I think my curiosity is, were those ideas coming from anywhere? Like, were you watching like TV shows and that influenced you or you were just like meeting people and seeing what they did? Like when you were, when you were getting such a good collection of ideas, where was that coming from? Or was that just you? Is that just your personality? Is that kind of like you're looking at different options? Um, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both in terms of I'm, I'm always open. And I think it's just my general personality to explore any opportunity, any and everything that comes across. I will at least dab and look into it mm-hmm. um, in regards to, you know, I said I wanted I was thinking about being a nurse and I was thinking about being a teacher. Um, there was a part there was like a hot moment where I was like mm, culinary school <laughs> and just everything and everything that nothing relates. But they're all jobs that you kind of hear about on TV, in movies, um, just, you know, very general title, job titles. And that's where I think it's one of those, one of those things that I struggle with, because there are so many, and I see this now, and and I realize it more in my work, Mm. but there are so many jobs that we don't even think about, right? Because when you're growing up, and you're, you know, in elementary school, even high school, you think of careers and jobs and what do you want to be when you grow up, which I, the worst question ever is that because I, I don't even understand how you're supposed to answer that when you're 12. You're so limited in what you what is out there and what you know is out there. And you don't know what you don't know. So until you really explore all of the career options, and you never will explore every career option. Um, I feel like you're, you're limiting yourself a little bit and to, to really see what's out there. And it's okay to, to explore. And it's okay to have ideas on totally different spectrums because at least you explored it and at least you know. But I also have had amazing conversations with people who have known from day one that this is what they want to do. And yeah. I love that just as much as I love the person who's willing to explore because you know in your gut and in your heart, what you're meant to do and what you're passionate about. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's my point is it's just okay to not know. Too. Yeah. And in your case, I mean, if someone came, if an HR professional came to your high school and gave this big speech about why HR is so great in high school, would you even give it two thoughts? Like, would you be like, this, no. sounds, this sounds terrible. This is boring. No, absolutely not. Like <laughs> if I'm being, <laughs> I'm being honest again. I said through through all of this time where I said, you know, I might be this and I might be that. One thing that I always said too was I will never go into business. I will never follow that path. Um, I don't have a reason for that. It just was something that I thought wasn't for me. And I was very set on that. And then when I got into HR, when I started working in it, but also when I was in school, I always said, I love this, but I will never do recruitment. Recruitment is the worst. (laughs) 
I am the biggest hypocrite ever because not You're only wrong all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I've got <laughs> it, it's everything that I said I wouldn't do, I've done, and I've never been happier because of it. And that's interesting because it, it, I don't think you were consciously like challenging your beliefs there. I think you were just like following a path and realizing that, hey, maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe I was like, you weren't actively like looking to prove yourself wrong, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was- no. So, I mean, for you, like, would you do that all over again? You know, so you went to U of M, took a break, Red River, you try to go to every single post-secondary in this province. Uh is that something you would recommend someone do? Like if someone has no idea what they're going to do, so someone in your shoes there, would you recommend they take that process if, if that's available to them, if they have the time, if they have the finances, all that. But uh, would you recommend something like that? Or if you could do it all over again, would you actually try and sit yourself down and try and nail something down? Or uh, thinking about, yeah, someone in someone else's shoes, what would you say to that person? What should they do to kind of figure it out? Um, if I... For me, personally, if I could go back and look at this again, I would take a gap year right after high school. Mm -hmm. And I would do so in a way that it's okay. It's okay not to go into post-secondary straight from high school. It is okay to take that gap year, whether you're gaining experience, working, you're traveling, whatever you're doing. There is nothing wrong going to school a little bit later. And I feel like if I would have not put all that pressure on to try to be somebody so quickly, it would have, it would have been different. And I still believe that I would have ended up where I am now. I just may have taken a different path to get there. But I think, you know, a piece of my story that, and I I know I'm not the only one is I was just trying to go with the flow and I was just trying to be what I saw everybody else doing going to going to post-secondary going to knowing what they wanted to do I felt left out like it was like a little bit of FOMO you just want to you want to do with what your friends are doing they're going to school well you can't be the only one not going yeah um but then it also presented its challenges for me because I was not happy and you know and then I'm there so you know right when I was from U of M right when I even sometimes when I was at Red River I felt um we talk about imposter syndrome now and it's like definitely was going through that. Yeah. And I, I hear that story all the time. And I mean, that's a little bit of what I experienced as well is that, you know, growing up and going through high school, all you hear about how important post-secondary is, how important university is. Mm-hmm. You're 17 and 18 and a whole bunch of your friends are going to the exact same institution, you know, and it's like, well, why not? I, I'll try it. Why not? You know? So mm-hmm. I can definitely understand yeah. that. Uh, before I, I talk a little bit more about your HR career and sort of how that progressed to where you are today, I just again, my curiosity, did career facilitation, did career consultant, did anything like that ever pop up in this whole journey of trying out a couple of different things? Did that ever present itself to you or was that a blind spot? No, that definitely is um, more of a blind spot. It, it, it hasn't presented itself to me yet, yeah. I'll say. Um, in terms of, I haven't explored it, but at the same time, like, I'll be very honest, facilitation is not in my wheelhouse. Um, just as training is not in my wheelhouse. I, I'm really good in conversations like this with you and you and me one-on-one with a candidate one-on-one, um, in a group, it's 
awful. It is so scary. I cannot. Is that one of your biggest fears you would say then? Is it public speaking? Is it stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. And my team will tell you, like I, if they were to ask me to say, Kara, like we need you to, to do this, this public speaking event, I would say, I'm leaving. I'm sick that day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sick. (laughs) I'll be sick a month from now. I can't do it. (laughs) So you got your first job through, you were hired in something different and then you transferred over to HR. Correct. So how long were you at that position for? So I did the onboarding staffing piece for just under two years. And then an internal posting again came up for, um, it was called an employment specialist. And it was in the disability division of this organization. And I got that job transferred over there. And um, what, what that role looked like was supporting folks that are, currently on disability or coming off, supporting them with their return to work or exploring different career options if their reason for disability could not have them return to their job that they were in when they left. So that one, I was under, I was under a year in that role. Um, I knew after taking that role, honestly, a little bit before I wasn't going to stay with this, this organization. I will, um, Again, didn't know what I wanted, but knew I wanted something different. Mm-hmm. And I was interviewing at the time. One of the roles that I was interviewing for was with being supported by Acuity, my current employer. And I met um, Cheryl, who was supporting one of her clients with a role. And we were going back and forth. Um, and she put me forward for this, this opportunity. And I, I didn't get that one. Um, which is a blessing now if you look at it. Um, but then she, we stayed in touch and, and I was familiar with Acuity. I was familiar with the firm um, from when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I always thought they were an incredible place to work. I thought, oh, I'd be so lucky to work there. And then one day Cheryl called me and she said, hey, I just want to let you know that in you know a couple, couple weeks, we're going to be posting for an HR generalist if it's something you're interested, I think you should put your name, put your name in the hat. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Like, and I, I've never, I've never wanted something more. In that moment, I just, that was it. I had to do it. I went home and I told my fiance, I said, I have to do this. This is it. Like, I need to get, I need to get this role. And <laughs> he's the most supportive person in my life. Like every, every time I've been like, I, I got to go back to school or I'm doing this. He's always like, you got it. You'd have Let's to be the it. most supportive right. person ever because you're coming home with a different profession every week. Yeah. <laughs> and he is. And like, no one believes in me the way Nat believes in me. I can, I can say that. So he, he said, yeah, do it. You're going to get it. And I sat down at the computer that night, got my resume, you know, focused on my cover letter. And I sent it. And I sent it directly to Brad, who's our president here at Acuity. And I said, like, introduced myself and basically said XYZ why I want to work for you. And he agreed to uh, have a call with me. So I had a phone call with him and it was just sort of like, hey, this is me. Like, I want to introduce myself to you. When I look back at it, I, I was so green at that time. I didn't think I was as green as I was, but I was. The fact that we, you know, jumping ahead, I ended up interviewing, getting that job, getting that offer. 
And Brad took that chance on me and believed in me to come into, into acuity. That is the, the, honestly, that is the day everything changed for me because mm-hmm. that's the day that I knew I'm now where I'm supposed to be. It's that I have finally found something that fills my cup and makes me so happy to be where I am. The Sunday scaries, I don't have them anymore. <laughs> I love work. Like I love the people I work with and it's, it's just such a, it is such a blessing to have, have what I have. And I, you know, part of my role, I want everybody to have that. Yeah. Like I want to put candidates in places with organizations that just fill their cup. If they're not happy, I want to find them an opportunity that will make them happy. Um, I want, and on the other, but on the other side, I want employers to call me and say, Kara, we need somebody great. And I want to find them somebody great, right? Mm-hmm. I want to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your job. It sounds like you're very excited about it. Absolutely. <laughs> and again, yeah. for someone in career like myself, it's always so great to hear people speak so passionately about their line mm-hmm. of work. Because I mean, such a great conversation. I mean, I've never even heard of the term Sunday scaries. I, I know what you're talking about, but I never oh. heard say Sunday <laughs> scaries before. I have to add that to my vocabulary. So yeah. So Acuity, you had them, uh, you said that you were really interested in wanting to work for them. Was there a specific reason as to why? Yes. So Acuity is consult is a consulting firm. Um, and what that means is essentially what we do is we provide third party support to organizations who either don't have an established HR or need um, outside support. Yeah. So consulting was something that just excited me in a way that I was, I was thinking I could do, you know, get, get different fills of different industries and I could do something uh, in each of those types of industries and explore without having to commit to, let's say insurance, or I have to commit to um, hospitality, whatever organization or industry out there, you can explore and and see, see everything. Acuity specifically I knew of them, one from Cheryl and the conversations I had while I was applying. But when we were in school, I had to do a project on, you know, pick a company of where you want to be or where you're going to start your career. And it's, it's hypothetical, but you, you make it that. And I was Googling and I was doing some research and saying like, okay, what's out here? Like what, what options do I have? And I came across Acuity's website and you just, it was just something that I felt right away where I was like, yes, this is, this is the kind of team, they, their values, their beliefs, how they work is everything that I believe in. And it just matched up so perfectly. The services they offered were you know, things I wanted to get involved in and just, just their general vibe. It was that I just knew I could, I could fit with these people. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to know because I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people, obviously they've heard of HR and all those mm-hmm. services. I'm wondering if people know that there is such a thing as a third party HR consulting. So things that you do. So, um, I think for me, I think that one of the biggest questions I have is that I think there's a unique, unique flavor there, right? Cause first, you know, there's the, your, your company's established HR, mm-hmm. but does having a third party HR, the work that you do, is there a unique set of challenges there? Because my guess is that you're working with a variety of people. Um, I would also guess, is, is it usually like a lot of smaller organizations? 
can you kind of just discuss sort of the challenges there? Uh, you know, the difference between like working at a third party versus a first party, is there a different skill set you need to have? Is there a different way you should be approaching it? Or is it a lot similar than I'm uh, assuming? Um, I think it's more similar than you're assuming. Um, but it absolutely has its challenges. And, you know, I'm not going to go too far into detail of that with because just because. I don't want to um, get in trouble, no. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of third party and, you know, specifically acuity, I can speak to leadership, regardless of the organization, the size of the organization, it, it needs, it should be the same. It doesn't take, it doesn't take HR to tell you um, to talk about leadership, to talk about what a good leader is, how your organization should be operating, those type, those type of things. However, when we go into an organization, one of the first things, or I'll speak about me, one of the first things that I do is I want to get to know you. I want to know, you know, what's your culture like? What's not working? What can we do? What are you looking for? And I mean, specifically with me, and it's usually about recruitment, what, what do you need in this team to really enhance what's happening now? Right. So it's, it's not, I don't find it difficult to, to go in and jump, you know, industry to industry and industry. I find there's a lot more similarities than you would think, but it's just, it's, it's exciting. It's not difficult. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm, I'm really interested to know, because in career services, you know, in the, in the line of work that I do specifically, like when I'm seeing students and clients, there's usually a, a common thread a lot of the times, like students, you know, they'll usually need this type of help, that type of help. Are you finding that you're having a similar conversation with a lot of people? Is there a certain skill that, is there types of advice that you're giving the people that you wish just everybody had or everyone should be working on? Because I mean, in career services, we do see a lot more common threads. Like, you know, if everyone just knew the basics of a resume, for example, mm -hmm. I'd spend less time on the basics of a resume. I don't, I don't think every situation is going to be unique and every organization is going to be unique. And though the challenges may be similar and something, you know, your organization is maybe struggling with that organization ABC is as well. We're still going to approach it differently because you're a different organization. And the thing about when it comes to people, there's not a quick fix. It's also not a one size fits all mentality because that that doesn't work and it won't work. If I try to, you know, coach you, fix you, I hate that term, fix you. Like yeah. <laughs> if I try to, you know, work with you in a way that's this, like how this is, but then I go, you know, across to Jane Doe and I say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. What works for you isn't going to work for her. And what works for her isn't necessarily going to work for you. Um, one of the questions I did want to ask as well, because again, you've had such uh, an interesting path into your field <laughs> and it's really great to hear that you've found something that you truly, truly love. Um, for someone who wanted to get into HR, if someone knew there's the high school student out there, there's the first year university student, whatever the case may be, they said, Kara, how do I get into HR? What advice would you give to that person? Is there certain courses they should take? Is there certain introspection they should have? sort of first steps, what types of advice would you give to that person who wants to be in the, in your field? I would say just jump in, get into it and give it a try. Uh, obviously, I guess the first piece would be courses in school. If you're in school and post-secondary, um, 
and I'm not sure what every institution is, but it's, you know, take those HR courses, see how you feel about it. Um, and, and just try start networking. Um, networking is something that I wish I started. And I know it's something we talked about on this podcast, um, with other guests, but I feel, but it's so important. You just start talking to people, let them know that this is what you want to do. One thing I wish that I did is I wish I found somebody in HR and had a conversation with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I never did. I never had anybody in my life that was uh, an HR professional. Um, but I wish I just met someone or just searched for someone. Go on LinkedIn. If someone's hearing this and they're like, Carrie, I think I really want to explore HR, call me. Like, look me up on LinkedIn, send me a message. I want to chat with you. Let's go for coffee right now, virtual coffee, but let's do it. Because if there, if there is someone out there who just wants to explore um, the idea of something that I'm very passionate about, I'm not going to try to sway you, but I'm going to tell you, hey, let's just chat about it. And we all know the power of just a simple conversation you could have on somebody. So yeah, it's great advice. Um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about you today was uh, your role on MACD because currently you are part of our membership committee. Are you the head, the leader of the membership committee? I am. Yes. Um, <laughs> but for you, can you just describe a little bit about what you're currently doing with MACD, you know, your role on the membership committee and what you're trying to accomplish there and what you're currently doing? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're doing um, with the membership committee, it's we now have four individuals um, on the committee, which is fantastic. And it's just so great to, to have someone else other than, than me and previously me and Marnie um, just bouncing ideas of what we can do for membership. But ultimately, the goal is to get people signed up, get people to be part of our MACD community and to show them the benefits of, of what it is to, to be a, a MACD member. We are currently looking at revamping what those benefits are, and uh, hopefully those will be shared sooner than later. I don't want to give everything away right now. Um, <laughs> but also, we want to reach a new level of, of members. So what I mean by that is right now, we have a very strong Winnipeg presence but we are Manitoba. We want to reach all across the province and we are making strides to do so. But I also want to reach, and we want to reach industries that are not so education heavy. Um, in a, and what I mean by that is right now, we've got a lot of, a lot of folks who are working in career, career services. So reaching other areas of career development that aren't just quote unquote career services or, or in the education institution or um, government let's let's go broader and wider all right Kara. so before you go thank you so much for talking to me today um if you listen to the other podcasts you probably know what's coming up next i have an impossible trivia question for you to prove that we in the industry we don't have all the answers so in hr you don't have all the answers just to prove that <laughs> i have an impossible trivia question for you are you ready i am ready so Kara, have you ever heard of a jiffy so for example, I'll be back in a jiffy, gone in a jiffy. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yes. I've never heard of Sunday scaries, but I've heard of jiffy. <laughs> jiffy is an official measurement of time. Did you know that? I did not. Kara, your impossible trivia question is how long is a jiffy? In time or in distance? It's an official measurement of time. Time. Okay. Jiffy. I'm going to say 
five kilometers. <laughs> it's a measure of time. It's not oh, a measure time. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I got, you got oh so my cold. goodness. Uh, a jiffy is one trillionth of a second officially. A jiffy. Oh my gosh. No, I never would have got that. No, you're not supposed no. to. An impossible trivia question. That's right. <laughs> again, Kara, thank you so much for talking to me today. Again, I was really looking forward to talking to you because again, I learned a, a few things about HR because again, I, as we learned in this conversation, I had a lot of assumptions, <laughs> a lot of guesses about what the field is like and what you do, but it's good to hear um, you know, your day-to-day -day activities and what you're accomplishing and definitely really, really insightful. So thank you so much again. Thank you. All right. Take care, Kara. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. For more information on MACD, including professional development, conferences, and other opportunities, please visit our website at www.macd-mb.org.